Welcome to 6-Minute Stories, where you hear the writing of new voices and experienced writers whose submissions appear in the anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Now in Season 5, you will hear stories from our sixth collection, Curious Stuff. Find links to 6-Minute Stories and to the Personal Story Publishing Project at randalljones.com. Everybody loves a good story. We hope you enjoy this one. This story is a reprise of one from the first season of Six Minute Stories titled Independence Day 1968 by Jim Billman of Owensboro, Kentucky. This story is from the first volume of the Personal Story Publishing Project, Bearing Up, 2018. Independence Day 1968 by Jim Billman. It was the 4th of July in 1968. The day of the week had no meaning. They were all the same. It was the days we had left that were significant because each new day meant one less day in Vietnam. On this particular fourth, we had walked a good portion of the day hunting in the jungle of the Central Highlands with a simple mission, to seek and destroy our enemy, just like yesterday was, and just like tomorrow would be, if. The heat of the day had taken its toll on the energy reserves of everyone in the rifle company, and we hoped that the order to stand down for the night would soon be issued. Although out of direct sunlight beneath the tree canopy, the floor of the jungle steamed with a humidity that made it difficult to breathe. The need for stealth made movement slow as we made our way up and down the many slippery, root-laden trails the North Vietnamese had previously carved in the moving of their forces and materials. The foliage was so thick in the sides of the trail that movement there was contrary to our purpose, surprise. It was only when we came to areas defoliated by Agent Orange that we double-timed. We did not want to ever be caught in the open. But once a grunt, an infantryman, understood the jungle, it became an ally of sorts. We listened for sounds and their absences, watched for signs of recent troop movement, and learned what to avoid. A tree was always there to conceal us as we ambushed. And contrary to what one might think, creepy crawly wildlife was not in abundance. Our problem was the enemy. Each side in this sector of the war zone had the respect of the other as we antagonistically maneuvered to gain the upper hand despite the lack of territorial rights of domain. We had more technology, but they had more know-how and the home field advantage. The only thing we had in common was how we bled. This mission had kept us out for over 20 days that would become 40. Resupplied by airdrops and supported by artillery fire bases, we carried our weapons at the ready and everything else on our backs as we moved from one nameless hill to another. I was a lieutenant, the target of priority, recognizable by the soldier with a radio and antenna on his back who followed me. As the second in command for the company, I had the responsibility for knowing our location so we could call for artillery support that could be the deciding factor in a firefight. That's why my platoon often found itself to be the one walking point. It was not the best of times, 
I was grimy from crossing muddy hills, filthy from not having showered or changed clothes for twenty-some days, sore from the weight of my pack, and I still had nearly three hundred days left in country. Furthermore, the day before had been my first wedding anniversary. Now, years hence, I remember this Fourth of July evening, not for the battle we waged or the casualties we inflicted, but for the emotion it evoked. Night comes fast in the tropics. We had set up ambush positions to a side of the trail when just after dark, we saw flashes in the distance, maybe some five clicks away. Thinking this was an airstrike and immediately wondering what the implications might be, we watched. It didn't take long to realize that these flashes were not incendiary explosives, but fireworks being launched from a nearby firebase. It was our Independence Day celebration half a world away that made the sky brilliant for all to see. For about an hour, I wanted to think that the war came to a halt as two ideological extremes came together as a single group of people enjoying the view. The fireworks didn't alleviate our situation or enhance our relationship with the enemy, but they reminded me that there is a common link to all mankind. We share the sky, the air, and the earth. To me, the display suggested there was a way out, a plain home, an end to the destruction of a land and people that I found beautiful, and closure for a war I did not understand. Now, 50 years later, a 4th of July never passes that I do not reflect on that time as one of the defining moments of my life. I learned that no matter how bleak the situation, how miserable the conditions, or how minimal the options. There's often a tiny, sometimes unrelated spark of light that can help us get through our darkest days. Copyright 2018, Jim Billman. Jim Billman lives in Owensboro, Kentucky, and has been a soldier, an educator, and the owner of a small construction business. Now devoting much of his time to writing, he has authored a non-fiction book about public school reform and a historical mystery novel. His present work is a coming-of-age novel about a young man who moves from a rural school to an inner-city school. Thank you for listening to another 6-Minute Story. You can read them all in the six anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Find the link to our online store at randalljones.com. That's R-A-N-D-E-L-L jones.com. There you can learn about submitting your own story for consideration for our next personal story publishing project. And remember, everybody loves a good story.